Welcome to From Cork with Love Adventure, the only podcast from Cork, Ireland, in which you can hear what it's like to be Irish in Cork from the point of view of a totally unrepresentative man. This is Paul Amani welcoming you to the latest episode. I thought that Tiger Woods had gone to hell. Over many years I thought that. Then I discovered that I was wrong and that instead he'd gone to purgatory. And then yesterday I discovered, no, yesterday it turned out and everybody discovered he'd gone to heaven. And that's where he is now. He is in seventh heaven. A man who was once in, appeared to be in heaven for I don't know how many years as the greatest golfer there had ever been, but a golfer who had been turned into, turned, uh, a man who had been turned into a golfer by some extraordinary uh, form of socialization, is now in heaven. And you know that he has certainly had a tough purgatory. Now everybody knows that purgatory is a tough place. It was never meant to be a kind of easy ride before you were scooped up into heaven. And there was always an indeterminacy about how long you were going to stay in purgatory. And that's exactly the case with Tiger Woods because nobody knew if his back was ever going to go back together again in a way that would enable him to play golf. I mean, here was a man who had to have major back surgery in order really to be able to even swing the golf club in the way that an ordinary club golfer would be able to swing the golf club, let alone swing it the way he swings it. Tiger Woods is fairly extraordinary. Pure bloody extraordinary, beyond the imagination of ordinary mortals. Tiger Woods is the the most extraordinary man in the sporting world ever, ever. There are some people who have said that, that Muhammad Ali was great, but Tiger Woods, in my mind, is the, the number one during my lifetime. It's time for golf. It's time for me to go and sit on the sofa and watch the first round of this year's Masters. But I really think it's time I do something for the people who don't like golf. The people who think golf is a long walk spoiled or a good walk spoiled. And there are people out there who think golf is a pain in the neck and certainly only for other people. So here I've... I've, uh, produced 18 holes and a 19th hole all about golf and this is really only for people who don't like golf. The people who love golf will not be persuaded by anything I have to say but for all those who don't like golf let me say that on the first hole you get an opportunity to get out of the house. Getting out of the house 
is a great benefit. Goodness knows what might be going on in the house, but get to walk away from it, and that's great. That's the first hole. In the second hole, you get to escape the housework. Right, so all those of you who are not mad about housework and who don't like doing ironing, brushing the floor, washing the dishes, uh, polishing the brasso, you get away from that. On the third hole, you get away from your family. Yeah, families are lovely and all that, but there are there's a time and a place to get away from them. They can drive you mad, right? And when I say family, I can mean your significant other. You don't have to be in a contract. Basically, enables you. To Get away from people who you spend, in your opinion, a bit too much time with. Now, the fourth hole is a par five, and it's all about how you can, by getting on the golf course, unite your outer world, the world of your performance and your success and your work and all that kind of stuff, with your inner world, which is about your vulnerability, your sensitivity, your questions about am I really up to it or not and it, it links that's the hole where you link your outer and your inner world on the fifth hole a short part three you experience humility and you're humbled because and those things experiencing humility and being humbled are really good for your long-term coexistence with other people on the planet par six or the sixth hole very tight par four it teaches you there you learn how to accept adversity how to accept the adversity how to accept disappointment as a core element of your life you cannot get through life without adversity and disappointment and that's what you get on the sixth hole on a golf course on the seventh hole and this will fit a good number of you especially those of you who follow follow people like Gary Vaynerchuk and all these other grand gurus you lose hubris Yes, you lose your hubris on hole number seven. On hole eight, which is a very straightforward par four, wide fairway, you realize you need more practice and you become more skillful. You need more practice in order to become more skillful. This is a life learning thing. You know, get out in the golf course and you realize you need more practice and you need to become more skillful. So you're into, you know, continuous improvement. And number nine, a bit similar to this, is a bit of a dog leg. And it's where you learn that you need lessons and you need a good coach. You need a mentor, a coach. You need to be able to receive advice and guidance from other people. Now, that's the first nine holes, right? And you haven't got, you know, that's just the first nine holes. Now we're down to the second nine, which is where, you know, the tension really builds up. Hole number 10 is where you learn that there are times to shut up. Yeah, times to keep your mouth shut and just listen. 11 is all about learning that fresh air is good for you. Fresh air is good, whether it rains, whether it snows, whether it shines or whether it blows. Fresh air is good for you. The 12th is a par 3 and you need balls to play. Yeah, that's what you learn on, on the 12th. You need balls to play right that means you actually need you know your courage to play 13 very tricky narrow hole you can get the same result with different clubs you know you have 14 clubs in the bag when you're playing golf you don't have to play with a seven iron you can actually play with a six iron go down the shaft to hit it in lower 
can go up with an ace and hit it pretty hard. See, there you are. You can get the same result with different clubs. Don't get yourself stuck thinking you have to use the same club all the time. 14 is a really tricky par 3 over water. In fact, it's an island green. And it is where you learn that nothing is certain and nothing is to be taken for granted. Yeah, if you start taking things for granted, start taking people for granted, start taking economic trends for granted, you can get in big trouble. 15 is a huge hole. In fact, it's nearly the biggest, longest hole on the course. And this is where you learn that there's wild life outside. Wild life. You stay at home, you don't go on the golf course, you go and do other things. Golf is a way of learning that there is wild life. 16, you can play alone or in company. That's the great thing about golf. You can go out on the golf course by yourself. There's a time in life to be alone, where you're best alone. And there's another time in life where it's good for you to be in the company of other people. 17, you're really down to the last hole. Another long par five. You'll miss the hole and you will have near misses. No matter what you do, no matter how well you play, you will miss the hole. You will not always succeed. And the key thing is you'll have near misses and don't ignore near misses. They they really do matter, especially if you're in the health and safety field. If you pay no attention to the near misses, you're likely to get a huge catastrophe coming forward. On the 18th, which is downhill to a very narrow green, right in front of the clubhouse, it tells you here, and I sometimes think this should be the first hole, but anyways, the 18th hole, you have to keep moving forward. Even if, you, if, you're, if it's only to keep away from people coming up behind you. But... And there is a but. You need to be prepared to let others through. Yeah, if you slow down, if something happens to your ball, if you go out of bounds, you need to let other people through. Otherwise, everybody is clogged up. And then you head into the clubhouse. And this is a really good place to learn something important and to have a great experience. And you need time to celebrate. That's the key thing that you get on the 19th hole. You need time to celebrate and also time to commiserate. And and here's something, guys, and you have to be ready for this. It It's where you, you treat other people to pints. So there you are. There are the 18 holes in golf plus the 19th. Uh, the 19th, you need time to celebrate and commiserate and treat others to pints. Now I have to quickly get in and watch these golfers and see how that fits up with the holes I've told you about. Anyway, this was only for people who don't like golf and who are very skeptical and think it's all a waste of time. For those of you who are very keen on golf, I really don't have anything much to say except keep on watching. Who do you think will win the Masters Golf? It's starting tomorrow. It'll be on Thursday, Friday, Saturday and Sunday. It's taking place in Augusta in Georgia and all the world's greatest golfers are playing there. It's the first Open of the, the season and there are only four Opens in all. There, there are the big competitions in golf and everybody loves playing Augusta. And uh, very few people here in Lima are very interested in golf. I played this morning. I played 14 holes practice this morning. 
and one of my golf buddies um, said that he'd betted money on the on the Masters, and he said he'd picked out ten players. So I did a bit of digging, talking to him about it, and it, I discovered that I could I could also go betting on ten people. So I put a small wager on each of the following people in no particular order. Bryson DeChambeau, Dustin Johnson, J.B. Holmes, Justin Rose, Francesco Molinari, Paul Casey, uh, Schaufele, uh, Webb Simpson, Matsuyama, uh, Brant Snedeker. Now, I didn't bet on two of the hottest uh, people, two of the people, well, one is the favourite, favourite is Rory McIlroy, and he's only six to one, but I decided, oh, look, you know, it would be too great if McIlroy won. I'm sure I'd be very excited if McIlroy was going to win, um, and that would be reward enough. And anyway, I want long odds, and, you know, somebody like J.B. Holmes is probably about 200 to one. So if he wins, I'll be a rich man. I didn't also bet on Tiger Woods, and I regret that, really, because I'm pretty certain Tiger Woods is going to finish in the top 10. But who do you think? Who do you think are going to be in the top 10? Now, I'm not too optimistic of getting a lot of different uh, responses to this. Keeners is no longer here. That's John Keane. He is the person who brought golf on to Lemur. And he's a very busy man, and uh, he's gone, really. Mari Keane, uh, Bombshell, uh, Lisa Marie, Barbara KB, Lucky Alex, one, and Zaki. Zaki. And uh, this is, uh, these are the only people I know. Oh, I know, Victorious One is very interested in golf, too. So I would like to ask you, please, who do you fancy for the Masters? I shall be on the sofa for Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and I'll be available for social audio chit-chat about the Masters during those days. And yeah, so there it is. Who's going to win the Masters, please? Here is a poem for Tiger, one I'm very pleased that I find the impulse to write and find an angle from which to write it. I'm sitting here in my kitchen drinking a cup of tea after writing it and just after putting a photograph of a tiger on my blog. Here is the poem. Oh yes, the poem begins with a quotation from William Blake. And the poem is called Tiger, Tiger, Burning Bright. Tiger, tiger, burning bright in the forests of the night. What immortal hand or eye dare frame thy fearful symmetry? Tiger was in his hell. He crawled into his purgatory, cried in silence like a bleeding lion speared by an unrelenting hunter, couldn't walk to his calvary unassisted. <laughs>
Tiger fell from his garden of Eden into Job's pestilence, out of the mouth of the whale and the tombstone. Tiger put on the mantle of Lazarus. He faced his Peter at the gates of Augusta with firm forehead, trusty swing and magic, conjured from the old days before his flood. Was it a plenary indulgence lifted Tiger into his heaven in four days? The black man from the innards of a dark wood strode out on the last day of the masters, resurrected. The black man from the innards of a dark wood strode out on the last day of the masters, resurrected. There you are, tiger, a gift for you. A gift in honour of you. And your extraordinary return to the top. That was from Cork with Love Adventure, sponsored by Nobody. This is your host, Paul Omani, saying I hope it was worth your while listening. Bye for now.